Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunday service. For those who don't know, know us, my name is Nayaswami Anandi. This is Nayaswami Bharat. And we especially want to welcome all of our guests. Some of you have come early for Inner Renewal Week, so thank you for coming. And also our guests on the internet. I'll be reading this morning from Rays of the One Light by Swami Kriyananda. These are parallel passages from the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita. This week's topic is, By Thinking Can We Arrive at Understanding? Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. There are many places in the Gospels where we see Jesus in open conflict with the Pharisees. That is to say, with man-made as opposed to true mystical tradition. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 15, we see a good example of how they and he locked horns. Then, then some of the, the scribes and Pharisees from Jerusalem came and asked Jesus, Why do your disciples break our ancient tradition and eat their food without washing their hands properly first? Jesus, after scolding them for their hypocrisy and observing lesser rules so carefully, while ignoring the more, much more important ones, said, Listen and understand this thoroughly. It is not what goes into a man's mouth that makes him common or unclean. It is what comes out of a man's mouth that makes him unclean. It wasn't that Jesus counseled against such wholesome practices as washing one's hands before eating. In an age, however, when lesser rules were given too much importance relative to the truly important observances, cleansing the heart of impure desires, for example, he emphasized the supreme importance of loving God and of communing with him. The Pharisees, the orthodox religionists of his day, in other words, had brought true religion down to a level of intellectual hair-splitting. They mistakenly considered the way to understanding to lie through a minefield of definitions, which they tried to refine to ultimate exactitude. Jesus taught, however, that the intellect alone can never lead one to truth. Without love, indeed, there is no ultimate verity. Without fixity of purpose, Born of the heart's devotion, the intellect wanders endlessly. It cannot settle for long on anything. As the Bhagavad Gita says in the second chapter, the intellects of those who lack fixity of spiritual purpose are inconstant, their interests endlessly ramified. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Good morning. I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity. Thank you. I 
pour out my love at thy feet of immortality. I pluck blossoms of light from dawn's heart as offerings to thee. I have lighted lamps of wakefulness in the temple of my morning silence. I beheld thy bliss face emerge from the dark shadows of my ignorance, where it had been hidden for long eons by my indifference. And seeing thy smiling joy, I know that my own happiness mirrored in thy blessed image, my heart's tiny capacity for love mirrored thy infinite love, my little peace of mind mirrored thy awe-inspiring majestic calmness. I will blame the fates no longer for any suffering that comes my way. Beloved Divine Mother, it was my self-made darkness that hid the glory of our mutual love. Now I see myself reflected in thy bliss and know that I too am perfect bliss. For my own mirror is clear now. I behold thy reflection in it. O thou ever sacred, omnipresent, perfect bliss, I pour out my heart to thee from the overflowing chalice of my soul. Thinking of this week's topic, uh, by thinking can we achieve uh, understanding, sort of reminds me when I was growing up, I had three other brothers and we were all a year apart. And I'm sure you heard this also from your parents. Uh, uh, what were you thinking? <laughs> and um, the, the state of non-thinking due to lack of forward discrimination is different than the state that Swami's talking about uh, in this reading of the cessation of thought and the absorption uh, in the divine. But I'd like to first talk a little bit about uh, thinking because it is actually uh, a divine faculty uh, given us uh, by God. God has created uh, the universe through thought, uh, through cosmic vibration. Paramahansa Yogananda said that God is always speaking to us through that vibration. Sometimes he uh, said that uh, that vibration would speak to him in Bengali or in English and giving him specific directions for the day. So it's really, and then we, uh, we have that faculty ourselves. Each one of us has created a little world that's unique just for us, a little world that is filled with karma that we have to work out. Uh, but it, it's all because of uh, God. We're made in the image of God, and we have that power of thought. Now, the, the thought world, the thought plane, is the causal plane. And if you, uh, most of us, we know what the spiritual eye is. It's, uh, it's really, it's mirrored inside our spine, and it's a reflection of our subtle bodies. And in the, the center of the spiritual eye is the star of spirit, God, unmoving presence of God. And then there's the field of blue around that star. And that's the causal plane, that's the thought world. And it's very, very close to spirit. In fact, that's where Om resides, and Om is God. And when you, that's how close the world of thought is. And, uh, you know, we, all our faculties, you know, we, we have lower expressions of them and higher expressions. I was really thrilled uh, being uh, someone that always wanted to merge with nature since I, as young as I could remember. And uh, Swami once uh, wrote that... Uh, he said the sense of touch should be transformed into touching the whole universe. And I thought, boy, that's, that's what all of us have wanted, isn't it? And then, you know, the, the being able to see. We see uh, physical manifestation, but then we want to see the inner light. 
greater than a thousand suns. So each one of our faculties is, uh, I remember coming to Ananda the first time in 1973, and I had majored in um, nature awareness, and, uh, and we um, tried to get people to be aware of their senses. And there was a class on the Bhagavad Gita, and it was my first time ever being exposed to it. And the Ananda teacher said, we have to get rid of the senses and go beyond the senses. And I said, but, but, but. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, oh, it's different. Uh, but he didn't explain why, uh, because it was a, a group class. And, uh, and it's like we, we want to get rid of the physical senses, but we want to enhance all of our other senses, you know, on a higher octave, uh, so that we, um, we experience infinity uh, through them. Now, uh, it's really through attunement that we are, our thinking process gets uh, evolved. And, you know, uh, Swami has talked about God uh, through Om, we experience God as the doer. Uh, because uh, that, the, uh, he said, we witness a greater reality. And we realize that we are part of that great reality. And that's just manifesting everything. And if we ever want to be in tune with God, uh, that's the way to do it. And, uh, and so every, everything we do, Master said that one of the highest prayers is to say, I will reason, I will will, I will act, but guide thou my reason, will, and activity. And of course, it's through attunement that that's possible. There's a beautiful story of uh, when Master, he was asked, why did Rajasi Janakananda, his uh, highest disciple, why did he progress so uh, quickly on the path and uh, Yogananda said, well, he uh, knows how to listen. And uh, Yogananda's highest woman disciple, uh, Sister Gautamata, she knew how to listen too. She said, I feel such a, a profound stillness that I, every word of Master goes directly into my heart. She was so still that when she was ill and she wasn't able to come to Master's lectures, uh, and he was miles away talking. She could hear every word. And she would compliment Master for his talk and how much she had gained from the talk. And he said, oh, you heard that, didn't you? And she did because of her stillness. And it's through calm, uh, another word for intuition, which is direct perception, uh, is, is calm feeling. And it's through calm feeling that we really can uh, perceive divine realities. Paul Brunton called intuition, uh, uh, he said that all spiritual experience is simply prolonged intuition. The, the problem with thinking is, is that uh, we are thinking on a lower level. Uh, psychologists have reported that uh, we, the average person has 300 self-talk thoughts uh, a minute. Uh, some even say 1,200 self-talk thoughts a minute. <laughs> it's a little bit overwhelming, and just as we heard in our song this morning, uh, the me, mine, uh, that, that's what's going on all the time. And where is there uh, space to listen for something higher? We can listen to the little mind, our mind. If we're always speaking, we never learn anything new. Uh, but at attunement, uh, we break that cycle, and we, we attune to God and to the great mind of God. And of course, devotion is a way to still the heart and the mind. Uh, uh, the uh, feeling, it agitates the heart. 
and it uh, inspires our mind. We, we think by how we feel. And uh, the way to work with that is to uh, uh, purify the heart. Swami has given us a visualization many, many times. He's told us to do this. And that's every night before we go to bed is to build a fire and cast everything that we've been involved with, everything that we think we are, uh, everything into that fire so that we go to sleep as a free soul. And uh, it's a wonderful way to purify the heart and just say to God, even if we are still holding on, telling God that this is our intention and I want to be free in you. And that exercise is just a very conscious way of saying, God, you take it. I don't want it anymore. I may be holding on a part of me, but I don't want it anymore. There's a beautiful story that uh, Rabbanath uh, Tagore, uh, uh, his father, uh, in his book, he, he's, he talked about Narda. And Narda was saying in the Bhagavad Gita, in a former life, his mother was a, a maidservant who served a great rishi. And all these holy people would come to the ashram and they would uh, instruct uh, uh, Narada uh, about the inner teachings. And then uh, his mother died, and he was sad, but he took this as a great opportunity to go out into the forest and try to find God. And so he, with tears in his eyes and a emotion in his heart, he just called to God, you know, come to me, come to me. And he felt Brahma just shining in his heart. And he was so overwhelmed by the presence of, of God. And uh, he just, uh, it just overwhelmed him. A- and then that experience went away. And he just felt, he said, I was like a man diseased. I, I, I just didn't know what to do. And he, uh, he was, uh, it was just like he, he had been given everything. Then all of a sudden it was gone. And then he heard a voice. And the voice of God said, Narada, I've revealed myself to you to stimulate your love for me. And uh, it's only when one achieves the highest state of yoga that I can reveal myself. And so um, he found God. I don't know if he did according to God in that life, but in the next life. But uh, Tagore's father said that the Lord has given me his greatest gift. He's given me renunciation. He who is the source of all joy flooded my heart with great joy like a river that just flows through me all the time. And that's the highest gift that we can have. It will be having a Nayaswami initiation uh, at the end of the week. And it, Everything comes from uh, when we place God first in our life. Uh, And he only puts all these things in front of us just to see if we'll be involved and hypnotized by uh, everything around us. And if we are, he has to wait until we say, I only want him. But once we realize that there's no other reason uh, for us to be in creation any longer, because we figured it out. Master said that we should Uh, with the depth of our whole being, offer ourselves completely into the superconsciousness. And someday, uh, without us ever really knowing that day, God will lift us up 
and bring us a home. I was uh, in the mailroom. A lot of things happen in the Ananda mailroom. Uh, a lot of conversations and, you know, people don't have to bother to have a meeting. A lot of things just take place there. Well, uh, one day I saw uh, this little very young boy in the mailroom. And uh, whenever an adult would come into the mailroom, he would go like this. And his heart was just so pure. And uh, his yearning seemed to be so great that I watched every adult. And each adult that came in would pick him up and hold him uh, like this. And they would toss up the hair and just feel his love. And they they didn't want to put him down. (laughs) And then uh, another adult would come in. Same thing would happen over and over and over again. And uh, God is the source of all love. And just think, when we express that love and we say, this is the only thing that matters in my life, is to feel more of your love. And I give you all of my love. And I know that you have to expand that love so it can become your love in my heart. But when we come to the point where we say, only this is important, God will lift us up and hold us in his heart forevermore. Um. Mm-hmm.